It's the new mutant versus the old mutant. Oh, they're verses? They have to be verses? They have to be verses. I found this. It was in an article. It's an image of Miss Marvel meeting Wolverine and fangirling out. <laughs> I, just, I thought of that today. Like, oh, the two comics in the stack greeting each other. That seems appropriate. Yeah. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. got a sleepy Saturday morning recording sesh. Coffee and comics, baby. Coffee and comics. I'm not sleepy. I'm always sleepy. I woke up at 5 a.m. I never sleep. (laughs) I like, you were sound asleep and I was laying in bed last night like, all right, go to sleep. Go to sleep. How about now? Go to sleep. Nope. Nah. Hey, wake up. It's comics time. It's totally comics time. What are we talking about? Let me tell you. You do that. Yeah, we got our one digi, which is X-Men Unlimited number 102, our Jubilee story. Then we have Weapons of Vengeance part three, Wolverine, and Miss Marvel, the new mutant number one. Wow. Yeah. There may have been, that was it. That's all that made the final cut. What do you mean there may have been (laughs) and then stammering? (laughs) No! It's all about Miss Marvel. Okay. It's all about Miss Marvel. Coming at you in your hearts, in your minds, in your thoughts, in your comics pull boxes. We have two articles. One detailing all the teams she's ever been on, Mm -hmm. relevant to the little dream sequence that we experienced in the issue one. Cool. And a second one, a declassified, right? They've been doing these a couple weeks. I've been talking about Mm -hmm. them. With an interview with Eamon about the story it. itself. Yeah, and, and detailing it. where things are going. It's, it's kind of interesting, right? This, so this is her first comics writing, writing credit. Yeah, right? Okay. And then also to hear or to read her being like, I don't want to spoil too much. Or I, mm. I, just, I, I, yeah, like, I don't know what to do. Right. And to see all the pictures of her just... She's so, so happy. Excited. So excited. She good. I'm glad she's so happy. She deserves to be so happy. That's I agree. so dope. I agree. It's all amazing. So the one of the things that mm-hmm. might have made it into oh, the episode, uh-huh. but I only set it up and went through stuff. I haven't actually done my first oh, right. episode of Marvel Move. Yeah, Marvel Move. But we're trying out Marvel Move. It's, yeah. a, it's a running companion app, right? So yes. it goes with you with a story, a narrative, and you... As you're running, encounter different threats and have to increase your running or have to, I don't know, I don't zigzag, know. dodge. I haven't yeah. done it yet. But but the big story that I'm excited about, they have three episodes up of it. It's about Orcus. It's about Krakoa. It's written by Teeny Howard. So exciting. It's X-Men. It's so dope. And it fills the, the void in your heart from this week having only two books. <laughs> Honestly, we were talking about it and we were listening to some of like the preview stuff. And um, I personally despise running like i love it when we found out about it i was like oh there are other things like it's a running app so it makes sense but then i started listening to it because i was like i'm not running also right now at this current moment like i cannot run due to my injury but i was like i don't know if this is for me and then we started listening and i was like oh this might actually make me want to run like if i could run i i could probably give it a go and i 
hate to run. Yeah. Well, it'll be there when you're ready. Yeah. Marvel Unlimited, the Plus subscription box. So every year I subscribe at the Plus level to get mm-hmm. that free box. That sweet, that, sweet box. It's not really free. It's, you know, you pay for the premium of the extra. And then you're like, hey, here's some goodies. Mm-hmm. Well, so they revealed next year's goodies. Ooh. The action figure is a Nova. Oh. In a different color scheme, different costume. Issue one of Captain Marvel Dark Tempest, Ooh. which is cool because I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Issue one of a Loki series that I hadn't picked up. <gasps> Ooh. There's a Rocket Raccoon pin and a Loki helmet patch. For me. We'll see. Justin, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even care that much about Loki, please. What are you talking about? Look Stop. at the pain in your face right now. Can it please be for me? <laughs> Uh, this is worth the subscription price alone. I want it. <laughs> hmm. Hey, do you have any personal news? Oh shoot! Oh, personal news. Sprung it on you. When would, did we last record? What's happening? Tuesday. What time is it? I had something that okay, I thought. Okay, you of. go first, and something will inspire and it's me. It's just—it was just like a, a random aside. I was having lunch with a coworker, mm-hmm. and he said said two things that stuck out to me that that really play off my improv brain. Okay. It was one, you know, I I love callbacks, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're just talking and then I just bring something back in that was referenced maybe 5 minutes ago and yeah. and he laughs because that's what callbacks are, that's how they work. The audience loves calls ba- callbacks. And he's like you're so good at like weaving those things in. It's mm-hmm. like, honestly, it's all improv. <laughs> it's all my improv practice. And then the second thing, the same guy, he said I love how much you make yourself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> to hear other people say, like, I know that that's my goal in life mm-hmm. is to make myself laugh. Yeah. Right? You got to be having a good time. Because if I'm laughing, ideally, other people are going to laugh at what ideally. I'm saying. Ideally. <laughs> sometimes not so much. Sometimes I'm just giggling to myself. Or sometimes it's just happening in my head and you're not privy to what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We don't know why you're laughing. You're Audience laughing. of one. But I just thought that, and and it's interesting because that's also an improv mentality yeah. of okay. Well, I have a pretty good sense of humor, I believe. Yes, and you if do. I feel like something is funny, then all right, play that out on stage, mm-hmm. play that out in front of people, and see their reaction, see the reaction gauge their yeah. reactions. And I just feel like that was uh, two fun details about myself that feed into my main hobby outside of comics. Yeah. Okay, so for we had our housewarming party and there were a couple of my friends that couldn't make it to the party. Mm. So <clears throat> they gave us some gifts when I saw them yesterday at rehearsal. And first is uh, my friend Emma, who is a witch and is amazing and gave us like this bag of like ridiculous goodness. Like there are crystals and marbles and stones and, and I like want, I just want to reiterate because and- it was a quick aside. My friend Emma, she's a witch, and she gave us this bag. Yeah, she of- is, though. But, like, I just, she is. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I just, it was quick aside. You know, it was just like, it was just like a detail that blink if you miss it, and you miss it, you know. Oh, yeah, she's a witch. And she, there we go. She gave us, like, a, a mixture that is a blessing for the house and all of these things, but also, like, Tootsie Pops and plastic dinosaurs a and a slinky. And these things, y'all, have you ever heard of. A grip stick? B 
because it's a thing to seal your like chip bags. It's like a chip clip that I have never heard of, and it's like grip stick, like G R I P S T I C. And look it up and get yourself some, cause Jiminy Crickets, that's amazing. Never heard of it before. I was like, mm, questionable. What is this? And then I was super excited. But the real prize gift. Not the real, they're both prize gifts. But the thing that will excite you all probably more is our friend Paige gave oh. us this, I don't know, it must it's have been in like a comic shop or something in the 90s. It's like a, a 90s house ad of Wolverine. It's a long ad like, and it's like, this is the place for ta- for adventure, for comics, for Marvel. And, and it Wolverine has Wolverine. And his Jim Lee training suit yeah, like ripping up with up. his adamantium claws extended. It's so sick. It's, it's going so in this cool. Room. Yeah, it's gonna. I have to figure out how to get like a frame that fits it so we right. can figure and then figure out where we hang it, but not over your little section. What? You have so many things. Well, I don't know. No, we'll figure it out, but. It's really cool, and I'm really excited about it. And I texted them afterwards, and I was like, Paige, oh, my God. This is so cool. You know what else is cool? What? Statistics, data, numbers. A poll. A poll, perhaps? Segways. Miss Marvel and Wolverine. Those are our two titles in the poll. Duking it out for the top spot in your heart. Well, Miss Marvel won. Miss Marvel won. Yeah. What's the percentage? Mm Hmm. 73. Ooh, 67. Mm. Two thirds. That is a good split. Yeah. The the bubs, the Helverine clawing his way into people's hearts. Yeah. And minds and souls and, (laughs) you know. We have a handful of things before we get into the comics. Okay. And I figured we got a short list, so we can can dilly. Just a little, though. (laughs) We do have other things to do. We don't have to, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extend it out. Yeah. Captain 2 Michael asked, which mutant's Instagram would be the best? Oh. And Michael said, I can see Jamie doing some funny stuff. And Snowbird, she's cute. And then he messaged us. He was like, when you talk about my thing, I know Snowbird isn't a mutant. But if you can't tell, I love her, okay? Like, <laughs> we get it. We get so it. Her, it's all great, Yeah, Michael. understood. Who, which mutant's Instagram would be the best? I feel like Gambit would have some great recipes. Mm-hmm. And just funny cat memes. Could have like a ki- a cooking Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Jubilee would really be up on like what's hot and Trends. trending. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. That seems important. I'm trying to think of who who is a funny mutant. Like who would have the best memes? Magic. Yeah. Magic is my answer for every Sure. I don't, I don't know if she's really all that funny though. Ah! Uh, rude. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I feel like Emma would have an interesting and a very stylized. Emma would have a freaking Instagram feed. hot Instagram yeah, feed yeah, that yeah. would be like stunner after stunner after stunner. Jumbo could have a kind of a cool Instagram with like mm, mm. Ma- like you know how to videos, DIY videos, process videos, all of that stuff. I wonder what Colossus's would be Ooh, with all of his art, art and all of his Russian deception. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's <laughs> Russian deception. I don't know if you'd be putting that out on Instagram. Sure, but, but I mean, like you know, when he was casing the island and drawing different pictures of things. No, that's a cool question. Bruce Thirty Three is worried that what Alicia said about the Gene Book might happen. It would feel oh. like a slap in the face for the Krakoan era, and they also need more Rogue and Gambit. Hope that title comes back. Yes, 
yes, I am still afraid that what I said is going to come I don't back think it's gonna, and Gene's going to be like, boop, reset it. I don't think it's going to reset it. I feel like it, that would negate entirely too much story that people are excited about that is genuinely successful in, with people talking mm-hmm. about it. And I just think that it's going to affect her coming back after the fact. Well, let's hope you're right and I'm wrong. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's know. The positive fan shouting out rude. the Cyclops and Jean story in Marvel Age 1000, saying it was amazing. And I saw some art from it. This is another, probably like the third thing that could have been on <laughs> the list. But I saw some art and it looked really good. I just, I couldn't personally justify $10 for what seemed like only one story that I would actually be interested in. So it was like a big... Ah. One of those collections of random books. I'm interested in it. I do want to read it, and I will read it when it comes on Unlimited. And so mentally, that $10 saved goes to my to, Marvel to Unlimited subscription. Right, right, right. So that's how I justify it. To my Loki it. patch. Uh, we'll see. <clears throat> TBD, TBD. We had a handful of questions and comments for the Rogue and Gambit Love Unlimited in comic. What? Yes, that was the third, second, probably first that I had found failed, out. failed. Failed. I found out it was running in Love Unlimited, posted about it in the story solicit for questions, but then didn't mention it to you or finish reading it personally. So I'll hold on to the questions until next week okay. and we can talk about the full story because I would imagine that it's a six issue story. Okay. That's normally how they do things. Jeez Louise. If it's eight, then hey, we could hold on it even further because <gasps> there's a lot of comics next week. But it was cool. I did read the first two or three this morning. As I was getting ready for the pod. Surprises left and right over here. Yay. Keeps it fun and interesting. Curls had a question about Fall of X in general. Okay. She's not reading all of it and wonders if she's missing critical plot pieces. And so I I did ask and she responded about what she was reading, Mm -hmm. what could be. But I wanted to get your thoughts on what would be like a critical title from the Fall of X. Based on, because we've only read one issue of each. Except for Uncanny Spider-Man that has yet to start. Okay, well, that's difficult because I feel right, right. like I feel like X-Men is critical. I feel like Uncanny Avengers is critical. I feel like Dark X-Men is critical. And just really good. Yeah, I feel like Iceman not so much. No, Iceman is one of the ones that I called out as you know it's it's a solo character story for him and builds the Orcus narrative like like the narrative section. I feel like Invincible Iron Man is probably actually critical, even though it's Iron it's Man. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jean Grey, I feel like, is is teeter tottering on critical. Like, yeah. it seems like it will have a big effect, but as far as like the day to day happenings, like in real time of what's going on in the in the like now. Right. I feel like issue five will be critical, or yeah. issue four. I don't. I think it's a four yeah. issue. Like, whatever the fallout is. Realm of X does not feel critical, even though I really like it. It doesn't feel like it's uh, integral in the Orcus story. Pastry Jordan gave us a shout-out. Loved the comparison to Excalibur and Exterminators as a mashup. As a complete tangent and side note, Pastry Jordan sent me a video last night that is Hamilton, Sanderson Sisters Hamilton mashup. It's like... The Skylar Sisters, but it's the Sanderson Sisters, and it's a full-on production, like a full-on production with costumes and staging, and my my brain can't process quick enough how much I to say how much I loved it. But like, <laughs> if you want to see it, like 
just hit me up on Instagram and I'm going to send you the link because Jiminy Crickets. But anyway, am I missing anything that's critical as far as I mean, I, I think... called out I called out Uncanny Avengers and Iron Man. Yeah, she's reading dark, immortal, red mm-hmm. X-Men. And, you know, those are great titles. I don't know if they're critical to the fall of X. I say yeah. immortal definitely is. Yeah. Red is doing its own thing. But it's if you're not reading red, what are you doing? Come on now. And then Alpha Flight is doing its own thing. Iceman's doing its own thing. Uncanny Spider-Man, haven't even read it, but I feel like it's doing its own thing. There'll be details that pull up into the larger story. Mm. The fact that Alpha Flight has that Krakoa North and the name drop of Chandelar. Yeah. I feel like that's all that's relevant to a bigger really story. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know. We don't know. Seems like Miss Marvel could also have some... That's what I said because of the Orcus involvement. Yeah. So that was, I said that over Wolverine. Yes. Wolverine is just doing his own thing. Wolverine is living his own life right now. Even X-Force. He literally said, I'm out. I'm out. Peace out, guys. I can't do this anymore. I can sustain my own book in the Marvel Universe. you never. Later. You've got Laura. Bye. Are you ready for X-Men Unlimited? Yeah. Let's talk about that Jubilee meets Jurassic Park story. Jubilee and kids. Not her kid, though. Not her kid, though. I posted a picture this morning. It was... The caption of her saying as she like looks off in the distance and she says, rule number three, always keep an eye on the next generation. And I said, girl, where is your child? <laughs> For real though, where is Shogo? Where is Shogo? Because that was Captain Two Michael's question. It wasn't a, what we're all asking. Who is looking after Shogo? Is he a dragon just rocking in other worlds? Yeah, I think he's just dragging it up in other worlds, and that's what it is. Um, <laughs> Warlion said that he's in a river with Nightcrawler. Oh, no. And the Mystique Toss. No, that's no. But anyway, Jubilee's taking these kids on a little adventure to the Savage Land. Fauna who I was thinking about, didn't say anything about it, mm-hmm. but was thinking about, as we were recording the episode, talking about Curse and Realm of X. Right, how they're BFFs. Essentially, they're the next generation Moppets. They mm-hmm. are the Ardian Leech of the Krakoan era. Oh, yeah. Fauna kind of off to the side, not really getting as much characterization right, as, as Curse, Curse, who just has a much more interesting power. Even though I think talking with like talking with plants and animals, that's literally that's so cool. part of my Dungeon and Dragons character. Yes, it is. But yeah, they they go out, they're in the Savage Land, they encounter some poachers who are stealing a dino baby, and they, you know, defeat the poachers, free the baby, reunite mother and child, and it's beautiful, and it's fun. Mm. And that's, that's that. That's Jubilee's story. Written by Steve Fox and Stephanie Williams, art by Noemi Vittori, colors Pete Pantanzas, Letters, Travis Lanham. BC's Travis Lanham. Again, I enjoy these. Yeah. I enjoy these. They're fun. They, they are fun. And they show you different pieces of the Marvel Universe, different pieces of the X-Men Universe. And it's not all, you know, sad, back against the wall, fighting for the freedom of our people. Right. But where is your kid? Just doing things on Just his doing own. doing things. He's, he's big dragon now. Are you ready? For the Helverine? Sure. What about that cover? The cover is 
Ooh. Very, very dope. Yeah, it's an epic mashup of these two. Like a demonic Wolverine. Move over, Hot Claws. <laughs> Step back, beast, with your poetic adamantium skull. We're lighting it on fire and we're putting these claws doing mm-hmm. some devil stuff. Yeah. Let's get into it. Page turn noise. We're starting right out with the title page. Wolverine, Weapons of Vengeance. Possessions, part three. Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Jeff Shaw, colors Rain Barreto, letters Corey Petit. BC's Corey Petit. Ryan Stegman, J.P. Meyer, and Marte Gracia on the cover. Feed the Demon. Yeah, flashback story. Let's get some more info on what's going Ooh. on with Bram and how Bram has survived this whole time by going into nursing homes and eating people who have no one. Question mark. No exclamation point. That's exactly <laughs> what's going on. Ada is. Keeping the child safe by paying off this disorderly and having <laughs> Bram's demon feed on unsuspecting victims. People, you know, like what? What is? What does she say? What does the orderly say? No family, no nothing. Late stage nope. dementia. Or... Late same stage Alzheimer's. Yeah, that... Hasn't eaten in three days. Right. So it's like, oh man, that's that's a dark detail that is beautifully set up i love the art in this story yeah the art is great and and just the darkness of everything (laughs) (laughs) darkness of of the theme the the colors i just feel like it's doing something visually that's really interesting Mm -hmm. and then mop it up we get to you know wolverine and ghost rider on their little journey together as wolverine's just sucking it up and getting Destroyed by flames, so... This inner monologue can, of pain. You know, they can get there as fast as possible. Yeah, he's just riding on the back of Ghost Rider's bike, lit on fire, his face burning off and healing as he goes. And they were on their way to the Weapon X facility. The Weapons Plus. Weapons we- Plus weapon facility. Plus, the, the hell establishment of their base and meeting up with Father Pike... Yes. Who's very interested in Wolverine. Seems they've been waiting. Oh, yeah. They've been waiting for them to arrive. Uh, What is this, a trap? What did they know all along? But before we can dig in there, we must check in with our friend Jeff Bannister. Uh, Honestly, as I... So I took notes on this while I was reading it for the first time, Mm -hmm. and all caps was like, is Jeff dead? No. Who is this woman? It was very intense. This whole idea of staring into the darkness, letting too much of the darkness in and yeah. how it shows up within you. And then literally coming out of his insides. Yeah. He's he's having a hard time. And she's seems to be some sort of, I don't know if expert's the right word, but she's got experience. Whoever she is. Whoever she may be. She's a former FBI agent that we mm-hmm. find out later on. Yes, yes. And apparently has some history, I believe, in Ghostwriter's title. Ah, well, that would that. make sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All checks out. Wolverine Ghostwriter attacking the facility, going in, seeing what they can see and what happens. But these, I didn't know these helmets apparently can just attach to you on their own accord. They're and, demonic. So yeah. th- these are... The Weapon X known helmets, right? We've seen these. I've seen these in covers of Ghost Rider recently. Mm -hmm. And it also makes sense of, okay, so they're embracing the technology of Weapon Plus and the potential of hellscapes and Uh and merging them and using these to control 
their subjects. So that's always what these types of helmets have been for. Control and manipulation of Wolverine. The fact that oh, he's so triggered when it lands on his I head. I know, not the helmet. Which makes not sense. again. He has so much history with this. That's a lot. That's a difficult situation. Sure. But they've both been thwarted by the helmet. And, uh, you know, we're really more concerned with Wolverine here. That's He's the one we want. Ghost Rider, that's a nice addition. I but... mean, it's his title, right? Right. Jeff wakes up. Trying to see if he can trust this... Talia. Newbie. Former FBI agent who dabbles in the demonic. Seems to have an inside scoop as to what's going on and the dangers that are ahead. Who else is in the the, the weapons Bram. facility? Bram! Oh, just watching, listening, seeing what's happening through a TV screen? You know, You see what he's playing? Mario Kart. Definitely Mario Kart. That's amazing. I'd imagine that that is an unseen controller in his hands, and that just looks so much like Mario Kart. That's definitely that, that's Mario totally Kart. That's totally Mario Kart. You're right. And if it's not... I don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell me. So, we're talking about Bagragul. Mm. This Father Pike has found a more worthy soldier to carry this demon. Yes. So this is the demon that's been living in Bram the for burden. all of this time. Yeah, for his entire life, it seems, or at least most of it. The thing that feeds on all of these children, mutants, anything that it can get. But now we're going to do a little Weapon X bloodbath and trade demon. Yeah, and, into... and slice Bram's hand and make Wolverine drink the blood for a hot second. You know, you you have to show Bagra the path in to its new host. Here's my concern, okay? So Bram's like, all right, after this I can live demon-free. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then they're like, it'll be painless. AKA, you're going to die. die. You're definitely going like, to die. This is the end, yeah, this Bram. Is, this is not a good time for you, Bram. This is a great time for hell. I'm not loving that. Sure. Understood. It's very sad. Yep. But so it so it is. Oh, man. This panel of Wolverine at the top of the page slicing out of the bloodbath. The rage Ugh. just exploded with him. I, I love this idea. So we're talking about when the beast takes over, both in the Ghost Rider and the Berserker rage of mm-hmm. Wolverine and, and losing themselves in that other, in what is that other persona that takes over. I just I love that as a connector between, between these two the characters. Two, yeah. And also as a metaphor for this now demon inside of Wolverine that yes. unleashes. And I also really love the the contrast of like the rage that Wolverine has in the top panel and then just the evil eyes in the bottom panel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of who is that? What's his name? Skeleton doctor, Dr. Pike, Sir Pike, Father Pike. Father Pike. That's the one. You know, it's hell and religion and Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his his evil smile, it just feels so calm versus Wolverine's like crazed rage. Oh man, this Full page splash of Helverine. It's probably my favorite page of the week. Ooh. It's such a dope image. It is really dope image. It, his whole body is on fire. You can see his skeleton through Glowing. his body. It's yeah. so cool. It the is colors super cool. of the fire everywhere, illuminating. Like, oh man. And now go and hunt and kill all the mutants. Do the thing. 
And that's that's where we leave him. He takes Ghost Rider's bike. I assume that's Ghost Rider's bike and not his own that he's conjuring, but who knows? Five mutants detected 159 miles away. What'd you think? Here's my issue, okay? To be concluded sure. is what it says. So it just feels like Wolverine having... We took... What is this? Number three? Yep. Three of four. We took three issues to get the demon inside Wolverine... And now we're going to, like, explore him doing his thing with that and potentially solving the right. demon situation all in one issue. Like, pacing-wise, that doesn't... Well, so, the the story has not been about the demon entering Wolverine and becoming Helverine. The story has been the demon's arc from the start, which we got at the beginning with Bram in his intro in the Alpha. And yeah, then we have the Omega. Uh, yeah, I mean... The landing being rushed is kind of par for the course. In Yikes! <laughs> but at the same time, we don't know how it's going to resolve. Mm-hmm. We don't know what will carry over into either of these titles going forward. That's true. And I would be surprised if this offshoot of Orcus gets completely taken out. Like This feels like something that Ben has been establishing in the Ghost Rider story that will then continue to play a part in the larger Krakoan landscape. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I thought it was a good issue yeah, overall. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it took all the elements of the past few issues and mixed them up in an interesting way. I understood, because you said that to me yes. yesterday or yeah. the day before. I understand that initial reluctance, you know, like what what's going to happen in this last issue. But all that now has to be solved in that one remaining issue but that's always the challenge, right? right. You know, with a small arc in a mini event Okay, how do we build the pace to get you interested in this big story, light it on fire, and right. then smother it? See what happens. Right. Blonde China, starting us off with Hot Claws, <laughs> dot, 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 LOL. Hot Claws. <laughs> hot Claws is here. Warline pointing out that we went from Hot Claws to Helverine. Now that's a cool upgrade. Mm. I agree. Pointing out Talia and Jeff teaming up should be fun. A stupid agent and a mystical-powered ex-agent that caused the death of her partner. Ooh. Intrigue, mystery. The question now is who is going to adopt Maddie after Jeff dies? Hopefully not Bram's mom. Oh, Skull emoji. S- <laughs> <laughs> Served. Yeah. No, Jeff's not going to die. Maddie Haha would live with <laughs> Black Tom. Black Tom all day, and every wee day. Tom. We Tom. <laughs> yeah. But definitely get, get Ada. Ada's dead. Isn't she? Didn't Bram's mom die in uh, the first yes. issue or second issue? Yes. Yeah. She did. But also leave her, get her away from any yeah, children. Yeah, definitely not uh, a guardian. Rusu33 wants to like this Wolverine Ghost Rider storyline, but I find I'm dragging myself through the read, mm. which is interesting. It, you know, it it feels tangential. It's a uh, yeah, I can totally understand that, right. and it's it's a rough thing to feel like you have to drag yourself through a Wolverine comic because there's so little dialogue. There's so little words. I think that makes it easier, honestly. That's what I'm saying is like, if you feel like you're dragging through that, like just enjoy the art. (laughs) Yeah. Just flip through the pages and look at the pretty pictures. Vaderino sent the image of Wolverine on Ghost Rider's bike, getting his face burnt (laughs) off and said, you know, you could just move your head. Logan, what are you doing? <laughs> Which is a fair point. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, isn't Ghost Rider's head on fire? So like no matter the what The trail of fire. Side. You know, he just wanted to snuggle up and make sure that yeah, he was securely so on the bike. They're so cozy. Safety first, guys. Mm-hmm. 
J.R. Matt and D liked both comics for different reasons, but Wolverine was badass. I base my vote on which issue made me impatient for the next one. What will Helverine do as an Orcus weapon? Mm. Which that was a great well, point. That's right? what I'm saying. Like that's that feels like such an epic story of like Wolverine being weaponized by Orcus to hunt other mutants, and we're all, it's only going to be in one issue. Like that's where I feel like it doesn't make sense for that to be concluded so sure. quickly. That feels like such a major story. It feels like it could be a core idea explored now in an arc of Wolverine, and right? so like triggering and traumatizing for, for him himself, right. himself right which you know it is very similar to what we just saw with beast manipulating and doing a similar thing with wolverine it also connects to the omega sentinels or what oh, sentinel the wolverine sentinels yeah i mean it does connect to Be- but beast was using wolverine to like kill humans mm-hmm. this is orcus using wolverine to kill mutants so more like, like that's- the the Wolverine Sentinels. Yeah. Right. That's rough. Yeah. Just feels like sad to me. Not that like I would like Wolverine to kill a bunch of mutants or have to go through that trauma, but it just feels like such a juicy story that it's going to be concluded in one issue is like, what? The Peacock Man. Ugh. <laughs> Nimrod Beast. <laughs> cry about it a little more. I'm not crying. I'm laughing. Learn to laugh more than cry. <laughs> okay. Fortune Cookie Man. That was my prompt. That was, that was today's statement. <laughs> one, oh, man. One point. That's a callback. That's a callback right there. That's personal. Tomorrow's statement is... <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is tomorrow? What do you get a state? Like, who Where is it from? are you talking about? Also, people probably don't remember what we're talking about either, and they're That's still fine. confused. That's fine. It's a journal, everyone. I had to tell them. I can't let them be just struggling over here. Like what is just we have to making connect us laugh with our about. audience? Hey, let's connect with the next comic in the stack. Ms. Marvel, the new mutant. Number one. Yeah. I it's, love this cover. It's giving sitcom intro energy. I love it. With the X-Men all small below. Like I feel like Kamala just stepped out and everybody like, what? And everyone was like, what? College is hard. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Page. Turn noise. <laughs> Again, immediate title page. Watch the crowd turn. New Normal, written by Eamon Villani and Sabir Pirzada. Art by Carlos Gomez and Adam Gorman. Colors, Eric Arseniega. Letters, Joe Caramagna. This is Joe Caramagna. Sarah Pacelli and Matthew Wilson on that cover. It's a dream. Or a nightmare. Yeah, it's a dream sequence, which there's a video of Iman talking about Mm -hmm. coming up with this idea on Marvel social media. And interesting to just see how she has played off of Sabir and and Mm -hmm. just how that comes together to produce a a comic arc, which I think is great. Yeah, super cool. So her dream is that Dazzler... No. That's not Dazzler? That's classic Miss Marvel or... Oh. That's Carol Danvers. That is not Dazzler, Alicia. No. Get, just, can you please erase that? No. So embarrassing. <laughs> I've come so far, and yet I still know nothing. <laughs> I, mean, I have to go put my head in the sand. I'm, I'm going to go cry. I I'm, hate I mean, myself. so you have come so far in X-Men. But still, I should know. That's lore. not Dazzler. For I sure. saw the, the, the 
guys. And I was like, it's Dazzler. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's a disco ball. It's Dazzler. It's not. We are here amongst all the Marvel heroes. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) (laughs) Amongst all the Marvel heroes as... Miss Marvel is being tested by, it seems like herself, mm-hmm. right? The, the hand coming through. This whole recurring dream sequence is a struggle of identity crisis, right? Who, which team is she a part of? Because she's been a part of so many. And we're seeing all these different Marvel heroes, different groupings fight over the desire of having her be a part of their, their team, team, right? So who is she really a part of? She's... A Marvel hero for everyone. I do enjoy the art as she's struggling with this unknown. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? I wonder if this. So we do have two artists on the book. I wonder if this. I believe. I think one is the dream sequence. Yeah. And yeah. Because this does not visually remind me of Carlos Gomez. Carlos no. Gomez being the artist on Exterminators yes. and Rogue and Gambit. Yes. So she's unsure which team, which group she's going to choose. And then she didn't even get to choose because she wakes up in an egg. Well, they'll all take a piece of her. So this this image of every single version of Miss Marvel with all these different heroes is kind of wild. Her head on all their bodies. But the fact that she's waking up out of an egg through this egg imagery tells us where all of this anxiety is coming from. It's the fact of this major shift in her identity that has happened in the last couple months, X weeks ago. Right. As she then sees this cosmic being. Yeah, who is this? It's a Silver Surfer Doctor Strange mashup of sorts. Also, I believe, is in... A flyer in the preview art for issue two that I saw the other day. Interesting. I shall not make any more assumptions about who any characters are. (laughs) (laughs) X weeks. She calls it 10 weeks. She's been having this nightmare every night for 10 weeks. Uh, It's rough, but she's getting ready because she's going to a summer program. So she can't let anybody know what's up. An Orcus-sponsored Summer college program. Science. You know? For science. Because science is the villain throughout this era. Yes. And she's going as a spy. But she's not going to tell anyone. No. That she's going as a spy. She's not going to tell anybody that she's previously died. She's not going to tell anybody that she's a mutant. Well, she does want to tell one person. Bruno. Yes. Her go-to, her BFF, who we know from the show. Like, I've never really... Dived, dove into Miss Marvel's continuity. Do are her and Bruno an item in the comics? Like I just said, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like either they are, they have been, or they will be based on just their energy, the to each energy, other. Yeah, the yeah, way that they the relate body to each language, other. all of that. Or are they besties? Yeah, they could be besties, but platonic, maybe. All right, will they? Won't they? In season three, a little Nick and Jess situation. Going <laughs> Everything's. On. Everything's all packed up. She's got food. She's got supplies. Her family's sending her off. They getting, love her. They're getting rid of her comics and her toys. And she's, she's like, not what happy you, about it. What are you it? doing? Get away. Don't touch my stuff while I'm gone. Thank you so much. She's here. She's arrived on campus. Uh, Look at all those Orcus logos. Uh, Let's go check out our room. 
and meet our roommates. Everyone here is super welcoming. Just, you know, the undertones of mutant bigotry. Ignore that. Don't worry about that. But we're all right. friends. We're all happy as long as you're not a mutant. As long as you're not a mutant. No, no. Okay, we're cool. Great, cool. We can be friends. Look at Bruno's loving seeing all of these miniaturized things, like all these science things, miniaturized plasma generator. You know, getting exciting. Excited to connect with Kamala's roommate. So, you know, he's going to pop off to visit a lab because it doesn't matter. They don't card here. Right. Kamala has orientation. She needs to get accustomed to the area, but really she needs to go down into the sewers and meet up with the X-Men team. Woohoo! Right? So this is our X-Men title team, Shadowcat yes. being a little impersonal, a little <laughs> tough love. <laughs> Shadowcat can't talk to nobody. She ain't got time for anything but killing Orcus. Right. She's like, sup, Miss Marvel. I'm not here go. for your childish games, okay? I'm not here for Rasputin's fun and playful energy. I'm just here to cut people up mm-hmm. and be in the shadows. Best of luck with the alligator. Gotta go. Not helping at all. Rasputin. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have like, I I guess we've only ever seen Rasputin in like serious wartime situations. So but to like, actually see her with some personality. Yeah, like how she, when she's like, yeah, like how yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel feels. She loves Miss Marvel, she right? She does love That Ms. is Marvel. the one bit of characterization that we got from the Hellfire Gala is, okay, she idolizes Miss Marvel. Okay, let, let's go with that. I guess it's for me, it's this moment of generally we see Rasputin like very stern and very mature and like here the like the excitement you know playfulness like, the, right the, I gotta I've heard the tales of a candy bar a candy bar right. I've never experienced what? it right you know right and it's I think an that, interesting side of her to see right and I think that that's a fish out of water ability that you have with this future character that was like raised in mm-hmm. various other ways lived in space for a thousand years with Sinister, you know, like that there's not a whole lot of experience right. only that she has to draw. Her on. And only Sinister. Right. So like right. now she's interacting with other people and having friendships and Plus Sink and Talon are all serious business. You got business, business. Murder Shadow Cat. Yeah. Basically Sink and Talon are saying, listen, cool, cool, Orcus above ground. They got some stuff going on underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this particular facility. So let's get back to business. Let's and talk about it. Yeah. The fact that Kamala has an undetectable mutation. Yeah, it seems her mute. They keep bringing up that it hasn't presented itself. It hasn't. Well, it's because the the Terrigen mists basically deactivated what would have been her mutant power, and we have not yet explored how to unleash that. Yes, but are we going to? I don't know. It's on the table. I don't think that they would point to it this many times if they're not going. They're not going to do anything with it. You know. They better. Yeah, maybe we'll wait two years and it'll be in an infinity comic like. The Sunfire story. Oh, that I'm still God, upset you're about. so mad. I'm so mad. But we're not going to talk about our nightmares to the X Men. No, no, we're not. Are, a, you, are you all right? Come on, anything? That's a weird thing to bring up to your new friends that you're super excited about being a part of a team. Anything weird happened since you've been resurrected no, that you want to talk about? No, at all, definitely or? not. Definitely not. Totally okay. everything normal. Okay, because you know you can tell us if, if like, we're here for you. We're Sink and Talon. We're your pseudo parents. Right. We are the mom and dad of the X Men team. And your older sister is angsty and crazy. And one of them is angsty. One of them is overjoyed. One of them is just a child in a candy store. 
No, no, I'm good. I'm going to go back to class now. And I'm going to tell Bruno. Like, listen, Kamala, did you tell Bruno in a place that doesn't have a giant sign that says Mutant Watch Club? Like, <laughs> Right, right. Could you like maybe leave campus? Because I'd imagine Orcus would have some kind of tapping ability in this area. I feel like there's like a question on the application that's like, are you a mutant? Yeah. Can you prove your non-mutantness? Right. And Bruno has the best reaction because, you know, she's been warned. Emma told her, don't people tell don't people like that you're a mutant. People no matter who they are, they're going to turn on you. Yeah, don't do that. Don't no, do don't it. Don't be a mutant. Nobody likes that, apparently. But Bruno's cool with it, and and he supports her. And also, he detects that there is danger, an extraterrestrial in the area. So what do we do? We jump behind a tree and we change. We change into probably the worst thing to be wearing at an Orcus-funded college. Yeah. Right? A so, brand new uniform with a bunch of X's on it. You know, just take the belt off. What are you doing? I, I, nah, it's on the shoulder too, babe. It's true. And it also, just the color scheme, it's a great costume. Don't it's get me wrong. It's such a great not, costume. I'm not talking down on the costume. I love I'm talking it. down on the optics. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, but she she has faith. She's like, I'm Miss Marvel. I'm here. I'm gonna save these people. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what everybody's so scared about. What do you mean people hate mutants? I don't. I'm just gonna go out there and do it. So she goes. She takes down this extraterrestrial to find Chitari. out that this this person, this guy, they're not they're not really attacking. They're fleeing. Right. They have escaped from the underground lab. They've been tortured. They've been experimented on as they say these few words struggling through everything that's going on and explode. Oh, no. Sort of a self-destruct situation going. So what does she do? She reaches for everyone because she's a hero. She tries to protect them from the explosion. And they all turn on her. I mean, they've been turning on her the entire time because they've been saying all these little. Right. These little sides. They see that X. She's a mutant. Yeah, she's she an X Men now. She's fighting this Chitari and the public opinion of everyone around her. So she must be bad. She must be bad because she's a mutant, and we've been told mutants are bad. So therefore, we're going to spin every action she does and make it a negative. Now that we know she's a mutant, this one image of everyone with their cameras, with their their word bubbles, of just like, mm. oh my god, Miss Mutant, what? The, where's she security? Tried to kill us. She, is that her evil mutant twin? Like, yeah, this is all negativity. Like, I was just now she's feeling for the first time what Emma's talking about. And I mean, she brought up some really valid points. She's had moments sure, in her right. her life, in her career as a super powered person of of people hating her. Sure, I mean, she was like banned. Right? She there was that was where Champions, the law right? came out. Like, you can't have superpowers outlawed if you're young. Right. You can't be trusted. Kamala's Law, know? I think yeah. it was called. Yeah. She's had these instances before, and she just didn't think it was going to be much different as a mutant. And now she's realizing, you know, that it is. And I saw, you know, some people commenting or things happening on the internet that people are like, literally just because she has an X on her, on her outfit, now all of a sudden she's a terrible and everyone hates her. And So I think that's, uh, that's I was talking to... That's kind of the point, right? Right, right. I, someone said that in one of the comments about, that being one of the ideas, right? I think uh, it was Vaderino. And, and, you know, a lot of people pointing out just why 
Why are you wearing that? Right, what, do, right. what are you doing? You're just setting yourself up for a disaster. But she retreats back to her room. Yes. Hides well, in the blanket. So I just what I just want to say about that is that I think like the idea that propaganda and like what messaging Orcus is putting out there about mutants has become so powerful that it's warping people's minds. Yeah, and everyone's then the against moment them. that they see or hear anything related to a mutant, they're already like this fear is immediately triggered in them and then they can't see clearly. Like well, so if she had come out in her other uniform there would be no, no question about question. it. Right. But you think this is 10 weeks after the mutant massacre. Right. Right. So this is 10 weeks after consistent campaign messaging mm-hmm. from Orcus that they killed all these humans. Right. Mutants all the are mutants bad. that had been doing like they seeded their evil medicines into all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like that that is a lot of strong work right. against a people that did not do what right. they're being accused of doing. Yeah. Like Captain Krakoa being... Right, out and about and doing causing these, So I madness. understand how sentiment has turned so wildly. Right. The fact that she is able to trust Bruno makes sense because Bruno knows her so right. well. But the idea that like you are a mutant, you are bad. Right. But yes, she goes back to her room. Yeah, she, she huddles in her blanket. She's back in her room. She's hiding from the world and she's also hiding from her nightmares mm-hmm. as yeah, she, she convinces sleep. Bruno like, let's just let's just play video games all night I don't want to deal with any of that I don't want to go to sleep I'm not going to talk about it to anyone Mm-mm. I'm just going to avoid everything that's going on in my mind until I pass out and have to be confronted by Miss Marvel Dazzler don't call her that. I was just trying to look in the background of uh, Kamala's roommate's little over-the-bed situation. I was like, are those knives that, that she has there? Like, what's... Because I feel like that's going to be an interesting situation. She's going to have to find out eventually, right? Is she going to be brought into the fold or is she going to live in the darkness the whole time about what's going on with Kamala? I don't know. I feel like it's a... That is a short-term relationship to be breaking down that amount of information, but at the same time, close quarters. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. Reminds me of Miles Mm. living in the school with his roommate that did not know that he was Spider-Man. Right. Which I think is interesting. But Orcus now knows that there's a mutant on the property. You know, they have their lab, they have their logs. It's actually Officer Kroll's fault. Yeah, he uh, was know. on duty, so you know he gets. Karima's not going to take it. Yeah, he gets shocked to death by the real villain of the story. Which I mean, Come if you were, if you're wondering if this is going to be playing into the larger tapestry, yeah. it has to, right. right? She's a member of the X Men team. The little side story for her, but she's dealing with Omega Sentinel as the villain of this story. Yeah, and Omega Sentinel wants to know how this. A uh, doctor feels about uh, taking down this mutant. Right? Natika has some connections to potentially feeling some sympathy for Miss Marvel, being of South Asian descent. Mm-hmm. Wondering, is that why you're hiding this information? Is that why you're not coming forward with what we need to know? I mean, I'd be terrified if Omega Sentinel just put her little finger on my chin oh yeah yeah, closely yeah after i just watched her electrocute someone she has to death insane powers and she also has this trojan horse 
program that they have yet to. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna use it on Ms. Marvel, so watch out. Boom. Hit me with that Krakoan. Never sleep again. Ooh. Which all right, so I didn't say it before when we started. The comic digitally is formatted as an infinity oh, comic. Oh no. And you know how much I do not like that. Yes. And oddly, they don't include the last page with the Krakoan with the preview of what's to come. Ay ay ay. Even at the bottom of it, it it is branded with the Infinity Comic oh. logo. I wonder if so they've been doing a lot of preview, like special releases of comics to likely entice people to check them out mm-hmm. in store. I wonder if they'll do that with this soon after. Mm. Right? Because it just came out. I wonder if they'll release it so more people can oh, have access to it. as an Infinity comic. Right. Interesting. But it does seem like, I don't know, is it a ploy to be like if you want the issues formatted a certain way, you still have to buy the, the tangible issue? Or... Are they just like, ah, we don't care. We'll just format it this way because it looks better on a scroller. I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to get people interested and excited about the Infinity Comics format. I don't know if, I, you know, putting it up early definitely is to entice interest in the overall story. Okay, collect the book or read it in real time. I wonder too, is that like, how much extra work for an artist is that? Because you have to take your book and you have to reformat it for the Infinity comic. That's the artist isn't doing anything on that. That's the bullpen. That's. But doesn't the artist do the layout of their pages originally? Yes. So they'll do the layout of the pages and then they'll all be digitally scanned and then segmented in various ways for the Infinity comic. I don't know. I feel like as an artist, that would make me mad. To not have it represented in the way. Even if you look at it. It looks as though you know it's going to be like, like seeing like this page, this page yeah, of the this, dream having these slices. Like I each wonder, one of these vertical sections is definitely part of the scroller. So yep. I wonder if they're trying to think about that in formatting. Like, how, how we, can I see that this would easily be made into an Infinity comic? So, right. So I wonder. I would imagine that Carlos Gomez knew that it would eventually be an Infinity comic scroller, and did that play into how? the panels were created and formatted. I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's a it's an interesting dialogue about the format of comics going forward and Yeah. Yeah. But But what do you think of the issue? I loved this issue. Yeah, me too. I thought it was great. I mean, I really enjoy Miss Marvel and yeah. I like the dynamic of the characters and I like her perspective and seeing this, you know, through her eyes. Like I don't know, dare I say she to me feels like a kitty pride of this era. Sure. You know, it, she's like the young fumbling. I'm not really sure what I'm doing in this place, but I really want to be part of the X-Men. She's the inexperienced kid, even though she has experience as mm-hmm. a superhero. She's the kitty pride. The Peter Jubilee. Parker. She's the, yeah. Yeah. She's the fangirl of everybody. She's the awkward things to say. You know, I love it. That's always been her character and now she gets a new corner of the marvel universe to explore as that now, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this i thought it was a lot of fun i think it's it feels like it has high stakes because of what it's connected to yeah and i love i love seeing that 
we're still learning of more and more hidden things of Orcus. Like, yeah. They have this program, which is a cover for their underground lab. And a recruitment know? tool. Right. right? Exactly. They are, they are in the minds of these young, brilliant sciences, scientists that will become future Orcus right. members. And who knows if they're like giving them projects and things to work on that secretly are also helping them with Fueling their anti-mutant absolutely. business. You, you know? have the, the miniature particle whatever right, it was yeah. that that's property of orcus now mm-hmm. jp didomasso wonders if kamala's dreams are in some way connected to her mutant power which i thought was really interesting mm, I, a, I was thinking idea. that too you right? know because you know, does she have i, I don't know I, like a shape-shifting power oh oh i thought i think what they were saying and, and what i was thinking was is her power dream related in some oh, way or interesting are you saying because is, she sees herself on all the different right bodies like as does the she have a shape-shifting a shape-shifting or like a, a power mimicking which i don't know if i feel like we yeah. have a lot of shape-shifters we have a lot of power mim- mimickers and especially with sync as the leader of the team i yeah. think that that would be a little redundant but also an interesting element uh, that's a great power yeah and it plays into her mutability as this character that's what i was trying to think of like she already has the ability to sort of like be anything. shift her size and shape and all of that so like does it is it an extension of that or is it something completely yeah different pete woods 86 wants to know why kamala's wearing her x-men uniform to an orcus campus like that just it I, is I, silly but it is a fly look and that's it's why. a fly look <laughs> I also understand that she was resurrected, so it might be the only thing that she has, mm-hmm. only thing that she has access to. Jumbo made it for her before it was not cool to be a mutant. Mm-hmm. So, but but it just feels like a bad idea to be wearing that underneath. Yeah, like, like you're blowing up your cover. Right. If anyone was questioning anything about Miss Marvel, now they know Miss Marvel's a mutant. Right. Well, fake Torta is saying the same thing. If Kamala has to lay low, why did the X-Men give her this costume and not her original one? Doesn't make sense. So when they gave it to her, she didn't have to lay low. Right. That was before the Hellfire Gala's events. And then it's like, okay, well, it's the only costume I have. I don't know how many of her past costumes she just had established or lying around in a room. You yeah. Know, it, thinking about the Spider-Man analogy, he also often had the one or two costumes and would have to stitch them back together. Yeah. And I mean, in, in terms of just storytelling logistics, like we wouldn't have the plot we have if she was wearing her regular Miss Marvel right. costume. And I feel like that's doubling down on this mm-hmm. idea of optics mm-hmm. and identity. Right. Because if she wasn't wearing it, there would be this question of like, why is she hiding? Why is she ashamed? Why is she not presenting who she is? Right, right. Oh, right. Is she actually embracing? Mm-hmm. Because that's what Jai Rivero is asking if Kamala decided off panel to be okay with outing herself as a mutant. It feels like wearing the costume yes. is saying like, okay, I'm a mutant, but the dreams... She's okay with outing Miss Marvel as a mutant. Exactly. Not Kamala mm-hmm. or, or the identity. Right. And I feel like the dreams are underscoring her discomfort or her unease with the yeah, whole mutant question. Yeah, figuring out where she fits. Right. Where she fits in the Marvel Universe. Blonde China loved Miss Marvel and is glad Karima is getting the villain arc she yes. deserves. We have needed more Karima. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, she has been 
just doing whatever she's been doing off in on the, the side. background, baby. Pulling strings, manipulating things mm-hmm. with horticulture. Hanging out with Moira. Yeah. Vaderino thinks it's very interesting to see how people treat Kamala just for wearing the X. Beloved Junior Avenger, now hated and feared just because of one detail. Curious yeah. to see what they do with that. And I, I responded because I feel like that's so much of the theme of what will be this book, this yeah. idea of identity politics, this idea yeah. of bigotry on sight, seeing someone and thinking that all the things that you've been fed, all the narratives that you've been led to believe, even though like loved by the world. Right. right? That's the thing that's so interesting about it is like if you saw a person walking down the street and let's say it got to the point where like, you know, parallel to people having to wear a Jewish star, like you sure. had to wear some sort of acknowledgement that you were a mutant and you saw a person you didn't know and they were wearing this thing then instantly you think whatever of them because you've been fed these ideas of what being a mutant is but then you take someone that you know and love and and think are amazing and then they immediately are wearing this x and then your whole thought process surrounding them changes like that's a testament to the power of the propaganda of orcus right because it's not just creating assumptions about people you don't know but it's shifting perspective on people that you do know it's it's instilling so much fear that what you know of a person can instantly be wiped away and that's just proving how much more powerful it is for real what was it late week it was good though i I really enjoyed miss marvel i really liked wolverine i think yeah solid one-two punch yeah good week good stuff we do have uh, a little bit of a heavier week next week. Oh, really? Tell me what's coming. But in an exciting way, I feel. So Magneto number two. Okay. Continuing our classic story. I will say it here, but we probably won't talk about it on the podcast. You'll want to read it because you've been reading Scarlet Witch and Loki is on the cover. Mm. So the interest is there. I don't know if you it's think even... we've just Scarlet Witch has fallen off the list of things we need to talk about. If Joseph plays in in any way, mm-hmm. then we might worth mention it. But got it. Otherwise, it is not an X title. It but is I never will been read an X it title. Yeah, it's, you'll yeah, want to read it. I need to finish it up. X Men twenty six. Ooh, yeah, very excited. Up against Immortal X Men fifteen. Yeah, with that crazy wolverine on the cover oh man and ghost rider weapons of vengeance omega the finale to wow we're just the crossover bop, bop, bam with that one right but that's it that's that's not too too bad no that's, that's not a, eight comics there's a couple of weeks coming up in the near future where there's a, some hefty pulls that is future alicia's problem screw that guy <laughs> forget about that you know that that's just not something i'm worried about right now oh man well Until next time, old friend. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.